1: a powerful night and as you know it's february it's like the month that we talk about relationships we get to speak into um you know the marriages. marriage is such it's marriage is such a foundational part of life and for us to have a successful christianity we need to have a successful marriage but maybe you're here tonight and maybe you're not married yourself but this is great insight because you will be married and when you are married you will have such great counsel um So, with that, the subject for tonight is the power of agreement. Would you say that with me? The power of agreement. And let, let me share a scripture with you before we begin. Matthew 18, verse 19 says, I also tell you this, if two of you agree on earth concerning anything you ask, I tell you this, if two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you for where two or three gather together as my followers I'm there among them now watch what it says about out of the amplified it reads again I say to you that if two believers on earth agree that is are of one mind in harmony about anything that they ask within the will of God it will be done for them by my father in heaven For where two or three are gathered in my name, meeting together as my followers, I am there among them. Can you imagine if as a community of believers that we are as a church we come together with our with our spouses and we come in unity I know for my wife and I a hundred percent of the time every time we come into agreement we solve problems we experience breakthrough we come into unity when we come into agreement when we humble ourselves she preached a beautiful message on Sunday and she threw me under the bus only five times that's okay I love her and forgive her but but listen, it's, it's so powerful when you humble yourself and you come into agreement. So with that, we have two incredible couples. Well, first I want to bring up my wife, Natalie. Come on, give it up for Pastor Natalie. But we've asked Pastors Rudy and Gladys, who've been married for 35 years. I want my marriage to look like yours when I've been married for 35 years. You guys are such an inspiration to our whole church. Not only at Eastlake Campus, but all of Awaken. Everybody loves Pastor Rudy and Gladys. And also, we have Adrian and Lore Gonzalez. They've been married for 26 years. Powerful. One time, my wife and I are fighting, and she calls Lore. She's like, Lore and Adrian, please come and do deliverance for my husband. I said, no, she needs deliverance. Both of us ended up getting deliverance. But it was so powerful, and they just have such great wisdom, yeah. counsel, insight. So can you please give it up for both Pastors Rudy and Gladys, Adrian and Loda? Come on, welcome up on stage.
2: We're going to navigate this beautiful little stage with all six of us up here. Want me to come here? Thank you so much, worship team. Sorry we're (laughs) kicking you off the stage. But tonight, you guys can take your seats. It's going to be so incredibly powerful. That's over 50 years of marriage wisdom between the two of you guys. And I was going to tell that exact story that I got. I'll tell you one more juicy detail and bus drive myself, so then we can all take a deep breath. But I, I actually was like, I'm so mad right now. I'm going to leave the house and I'm going to go to a hotel. I've never done that in our whole marriage. And I'm like, that's it. I'm leaving. And then I realized well, tomorrow's Sunday and we're service leading. So I have to wake, what am I going to do? Wake up at the hotel and meet you at church to service lead on stage. And so I left and I was just sitting in my car, not knowing, you know, like, it's like the little kid that leaves home and they don't know where they're going. And so I left and I'm like, well, what do I do now? And so I called Lode and I told Marco, I'm not coming home unless Adrian and Lode come with me. And so we, we all came home together, the three of us, right? But there's nobody that we trust more. And really the fruit of your, marriages, the fruit, your amazing children, like the lives that you've built. You know, here at Awaken, it's not just about, you know, being gifted at something, but really the we look at the fruit. And so when we look at the fruit of your lives, we can trust your wisdom. You've, you've just lived the life. You don't just talk the talk, but you walk the walk. So who's excited tonight to get into some juicy things? And our idea was this is going to be kind of like the View, awaken style. so we're going to bring up some juicy topics, and then everyone's going to share just some wisdom, some thoughts. We might agree or disagree on some of it, but it's going to be so good.
1: Yeah. So the first topic is, we realize that it's some of the foundations for living our Christian faith is to have in our marriages is to have spiritual unity so what have you guys found that is has been successful or worked for you because sometimes it's hard you know we hear a lot of people that say oh we read our bibles together every day well for some people it might be hard to do that or we pray every day but what what has worked for you guys to stay in unity
3: uh thank you for having us we, we love you guys pastor Rudy and Gladys thank you um, for us um I think where we where we start, is, is simple for me, as a man of God, as a man of, 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 of being a husband and having kids, for me, it started um, when I decided to make a choice, a choice, a choice that, that I was, I was going to fight for for my marriage and for my kids. And, and when I was in, in worship right now, just the word came uh, uh, regarding the talents. you know when God gave talents to to three different guys. And one of of the guys, the the last one that received the one talent, he was afraid. He was afraid, so he hid his talent. And the Lord got mad, and he said, you know what, because you did that, I'm going to take it away, and I'm going to give it to the one that has more. And sometimes we apply um, the peril of the talents to finances, but I apply it to my marriage, and I apply it to my my kids, my beautiful kids. And... um, I don't want to lose my family. I don't want to lose my kids. I don't want to lose my, my wife. So, so you have to take care of what you have. So I determined in my heart to do whatever I need to do and not be afraid to correct my kids. Not be afraid to say, you know what, babe, I messed up? I'm sorry. Aww. Forgive me. You know, you just, you just can't be led by fear. You have to be led by faith. So good. Incredible. I so, yeah, Lord, please.
4: Yeah, so... Um, so me under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> I think for us the the dynamic of reading the Bible together, praying together, all of that looks really different. Adrian leaves before the sun goes up, and i don 't wake up that early, <laughs> so we can 't pray together before we you know he leaves for work or anything. I stay home, and so we have our time with the Lord, and whatever uh, form that would be, he drives all day, he worships. During driving, he does his thing. He can listen to podcasts. He can listen to the Word, um, and then we talk about it all the time. We talk on the phone a lot, and we don't just talk about things and the kids and, and everything. And I just hold on real quick. I have to show off my kids. You guys, there's two here and three over there. Can you all please get up? Get up. I want you to. Sh- I want everyone to see you. Those are. Our little- Come on,
1: stand up. The five of you.
4: These are our beautiful
1: kids. family.
4: These are why we do everything we do the way we do it.
3: We
4: stay busy. So what, what it looks like for us is the spiritual unity that Pastor Marco was asking about is we share about the word on the phone. We share about the word on the weekends when we're together. We talk about the message that we heard on Sunday and what it spoke to us and how we can apply it and, you know, how much it helped him and he should have listened and, you know, all of that. So um, it looks different for all of us. So let's not get stuck in the, oh, we have to read together. We have to find time together. We have to get on our knees together. Like, it's not like that. It's just, it can be really organic wow. as far as like, hey, you know what the Lord showed me in a dream? Hey, you know what the Lord spoke to me while I read this book? I'm always reading, so I'm always talking about books. And then he's like, send me the Audible. And then he'll listen to it. And then we share about it. And so it don't get stuck on this, like, one-size-fits-all unity in the spirit because it has to be very personal and very organic
1: that's beautiful yeah, can you know, i add to that Yeah, please
3: and lores it's um i don't know it's been a couple of years and for a, a lot of you guys know that she you know the lord uses her interpreting dreams and natalie you and marco you guys call her all the time and stuff you know so so for me to have that you know for me it's, it's waking up in the morning just looking at her like did the lord show her A dream about me or what, you know? So I have to stay on check all the time, you know?
1: (laughs) That's so good. But hey, you you know, I I love that. That's beautiful. That's something that works for Natalie and I too. Uh, We talk about the word all the time and what's God saying to you, what's God saying to me. And we're sharing, there's, I was telling River today um, that it's usually a theme in our lives, like what is God speaking to us? So I love that. But Rudy and Gladys, if you want to add anything to that, how have you guys been able to stay in such spiritual unity?
5: You know, we've been able to, for, let me start off a little, uh, backtrack a little bit. For me, when I, you know, we were Catholics, we come to Christ at the same time, and we start reading the Bible. And when I, when I really understood uh, what it is to be a husband, you know to love your wife as Christ loves the church it kind of you know impacted me and i said you know i understood the responsibility so we we created this discipline because you know our jobs and our schedule did work for us uh, to to read the bible together and to be able to to spend time together so i think for pretty much all of our marriage we've been able to have some time in the lord as a as a regular discipline but one of the most amazing things and, and one of the things that I recommend, recommend to all your husbands, one of the most beautiful things that has happened is throughout the years we found, you know, we found the time to to be able to spend some time together and, and, and pray together and read the Word together. But through time, there, there's this unity, there's this commonality, commonality, there's this unity that comes in the marriage and and there's times now we, we pray, you know, Monday through Friday, you know, half an hour together before I go to work. And it's 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 a discipline that we have together and and, and you know, like Lorena and, and Adrian said, this model might not work for everybody, but it works for us. But but by spending all that time and uh, and all those years together, um, now when we pray for each other, it becomes a holy moment. And there's sometimes in the mornings, we'll pray for our kids, and we'll pray for the church, and we'll pray for our city, but there's very special moments, and the most special moments is when I get, when I see Anita, my wife, and I'll spend probably 15, 20 minutes praying for her. Wow. And all that morning, the main prayer was for her. And and vice versa, there's times where she prays for me, but, but talking about unity and through, Disciplines. And, I, and, and that's one thing that I recommend to every couple to find your time, find your moment where you can play, you can pray together. I don't know if you want to. Yeah. yeah. So powerful. Well, Pastor
1: Rudy, thanks for giving, uh, adding more fuel to the fire. There's, you know, what would Jesus do? My wife is always, what would Rudy do? Would Rudy talk to Gladys like that? Would Rudy do that? So thank you for adding more to that. But hey, to the men, oh, Gladys, were you going to say something?
6: No, 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 no I'm, I'm good. I, I love what he shared.
1: Okay, great. But to the men, I, I can understand how it, it, it might feel a little bit of intimidating. Like, let's say you might, maybe you just became a Christian or you, started, you just started your Christian walk and you're like, how do I lead my wife? How do I lead my family? Where do I begin? I remember when I first got saved, I would listen to podcasts all the time and I would just echo everything that my pastor said. And I took it as if it was from me, you know? I took credit for everything. You know what? I just want to release you and give you permission to listen to podcasts and echo what your pastors say. That's how you can lead your family too. Hey, you know, and, and it's so interesting how the Holy Spirit works to listen to a message, and then it stays in your head. And then before you know it, you start repeating what, and it's almost like you're, then you find your own voice as you start leading like that. So that's, that's really powerful. Thank you for sharing that, guys.
2: So good. I want to kind of get into like unity in family life and home life and finances, all of the practicals, Um, because, you know, I think, I feel like I opened up a can of worms a little bit on Sunday morning, if you were here, and, you know, we're still chewing on it and kind of working this out and our, like even us after the message had a lot of really good conversations. And Not only, you know, have you guys really pastored us and walked us through a lot of things in our marriage, but you do this with so many couples in the church through pastoring, pastoral care. You kind of see it all. And so we just want to hear just some things that you guys see for like... A lot of pastoring is showing people, you know, leading people to Jesus, and then teaching us how to live. And sometimes, you know, we come to church, we get so inspired and excited, and then we go home and we're like, now what? You know, so share with us a little bit. I know some things that came up when we were chatting are like financial unity, what that looks like, um, relations, relationships with like extended family and in-laws and all of the things, you know. We know that the enemy wants to come and divide what God's joined together, and so some of these things have to be fought for, so give us, like, some inside information, some weapons that we can use when we walk out of here
6: tonight. Well, I think for one of the things that um, has helped us really stay in unity, and we weren't always in unity about our finances. We went through difficulties with in-laws, like most people do in marriage. But um, I think one of the things that really helped is that I realized that maybe where Rudy had a weakness, I had a strength and and vice versa, where I was weak, maybe he was strong. And so to really like listen to one another and to be vulnerable, I think that's really important to be able to to say, hey, I, we're not doing our finances well and I'm feeling insecure in this area. Like I, I want the security of knowing that we are sticking to a budget, that we're taking care of our finances, we're planning for the future. Like not just saying, hey, you know, we're not doing this right, or but like, being vulnerable and sharing like the deepest parts of our heart and saying why we need some changes and stuff, and also with our in-laws, just really um, getting on the same page. Like, what what is it? What's what's really going on? What's the root issue? And um, and then being humble to face your own stuff, you know, and the issues. So I I say, you know,
5: sure. okay. That those two points are have been are two biggest problems. Our first major problem in the marriage, mega-major, okay, was with the in-law situation, okay? And it was with my family and one of the mistakes, my wife would tell me, hey, you need to take care of this, and we did not set boundaries and I I didn't take care of it in time. And then it blew up. And then the relationship was severed because I did not stand up for my wife. You know, they had such an influence on me, but I, I wasn't wise enough to, to, to uh, set my boundaries. And that was our, ma- our first major uh, problem that we have. So I encourage you, as a marriage, you become one. You have to protect husbands, protect your wives, and wives protect your husbands. Uh, because it's, it's something that in our culture, in the Hispanic culture, we see that a lot. They carry a lot of authority, a lot of weight, and the Bible said you leave and cleave, okay? So leave and cleave, guys. <laughs> and, and, and the other one, the, the finances, that's the only time my wife kicked me out of the house for one night was because of finances. She had told me for a lot of years, let's make a budget, let's do this, you know, let's get our finances straight. And, you know, I was not a good steward. And I don't know if it's biblical what she did, but it worked, okay? So there I go to a hotel, and then I'm cr- like a baby crying and repenting and doing all that. But uh, but those were, you know, the two major areas. And and from there on, it, uh, when, that, when that problem with the finances happened, from that moment on, I said, it, I, I made a commitment to her and, and to myself and to the Lord that I was going to, turn around my finances. I started to buy books on finance, on personal finances, and I made a commitment that I was gonna become 100% debt free. And it took me seven years, but in 2014, we celebrated because I became 100% debt free.
2: so good you guys will you just gave me a new uh, you just helped me understand i'm not the one that's supposed to leave and go to the hotel i'm supposed to tell marco what would pastor rudy do okay you would leave no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding okay adrian and lona give us all your all your thoughts on these
4: topics um i'll talk about family um our i always tell people who i talk to and people who know me well know that boundaries is my middle name so I'm always encouraging people to set healthy boundaries. Every healthy relationship has boundaries. If you didn't know that, you know it now. So if you don't have the boundaries, set them. <laughs> if you don't know how, ask us. <laughs> so yeah, the in-law situation could have been uh, sticky. Um, we had to learn to set boundaries, healthy boundaries. Um, loving people, not setting a divide, not being super set apart from them and being like, you're over there, I'm over here. but healthy boundaries to where we can have relationships and, and not overstep into those topics or sensitive issues that we shouldn't. Not us to them and not them to us. So um, re- with family, um, the unity in the family is I think our kids are all here and they would yell liar. They said they were going to yell that if I lied. Um, <laughs> if If they didn't see us pray, if they didn't see us go to God about things, if they didn't know that our first res- our first our source for everything is the Lord and the Holy Spirit um, that's I think what we kept first and foremost when we decided to have children because um, believe it or not I had said I didn't know Jesus before and I didn't want kids <laughs> she had five. yeah and then <laughs> and then here I got married and then we were like okay let's I'm bored it's been four years maybe we should have one And then I fell in love with motherhood, and then we knew that that was our thing, so we kept having babies. So um, what I wanted to say is, our kids have always seen us go to God about things. We've always been a constant going to church, we've always been a constant being in community, having healthy families around us, strong families around us, older families that can speak into us, younger families that we can speak into. It's this constant healthy cycle of water moving constantly through the Holy Spirit. So that's a big deal for us to have our own unity in our family and having now older kids has been the biggest blessing to us. We talk about this all the time, how amazing it can be that our kids can come to us for prayer because they know the power of prayer and they can say, hey, mom, this is happening. Hey, mom, I feel this way. Hey, mom, can you, you know, give us advice on this or whatever? Because that's who we are and we do it for so many people and they've always done it. Our couch constantly has someone sitting there, even if we don't know them. They will come in and they will get saved and they will know the Lord and they will have some kind of beautiful breakthrough and eventually come to church because we have Jesus. That's all we have to give. It's not all this um, knowledge and incredible wisdom that we might think we have, but it's like Peter used to say, gold and silver I have not, but what I have I give to you. So that's what we've given to our kids, the example of always just going to the Lord about it. What does the word say about that? Um, My two first kids were kind of the prototypes, and I learned alongside and made all the mistakes. And we've tried harder with the younger ones to be intentional with the Word and studying the Bible. And I mean, they turned out amazing. So, (laughs) they did. But we've been very much more intentional in the family situation with getting the Word into them and discipling them a little bit closer. But still, we have this open communication between all of us as to what the word says about whatever situation.
1: Brilliant.
3: Anything? You want? Yeah, for me, I think uh, trust is a big thing. Trust is a big thing. Um, I remember when, mm-hmm. when we got married, I told, I told Lorena, you know what, um, whatever you learn from your parents, or whatever I learned from my parents, we're going to get the good and we're just going to leave the bad outside but we have to learn to trust each other and love each other, you know? And I, and I told her not to step on anybody's toes, especially the guys, but I told Lorena, you know what? Since we're married, you don't have to work. I will provide for you. God will provide for me, and I will provide for you. But if you want to work, you, you could do that. You could work, but you don't have to use your money to pay rent or pay mortgage. You want to do whatever you want to do with your money, but, you know trusting each other that, that the Lord is going to provide. You know, that's, I, I think that was something huge for us, knowing that, that God is our source. That's you know? so
1: good. And so if we can get a little um, more vulnerable when it comes to finances, do you guys have one account, multiple accounts, one for you, Lord, and one for you? Adrian, do you have separate accounts? How do you guys do finances?
3: Well, I'm glad you, you said that. Uh, for me, even, even though Lorena hasn't worked and I have my own business and invest in crypto, um, we, we've always shared our accounts. You know, you, you have to. If you're in marriage, if that's where the trust issue comes in, you can have, she can have her account and me have my account and me not know what's going on with our finances. It's a, it's a marriage. It's a trust thing. You just have to believe and trust. I love yeah. that. Yeah, so if not are you married, no, I'm kidding.
5: <laughs> yeah, for us, we have joint accounts. Uh, I think that's the wise thing to do. And uh, that way you can see what your wife is spending. Uh, <laughs> no, but, but that's what we did. Uh, the other thing that we did, you know, coming from my experience with finances, that I was not a good steward. We always tied, but I was not a good steward. I was in debt, and, and I went through all those things. So when I turned everything around, I, we, we went and... and hired some uh, financial planners, and at that moment we, we set a roadmap for the rest of our lives and we set funds we said you know, savings we did everything where you know where she wanted security and and, and I wanted stability and, and finances you know I was able to provide that for her and and I obtained wisdom from from our financial planners so I encourage all of you you know to really work on your finances. It's gonna give you a lot of peace uh, for your marriage, and you wanna have that peace. Um, because, and, and depending what you make, you know, the, if you think, well, I just make a little bit. My income is very small. You still can, can do the right thing. You still can plan ahead. You still can save. You still can invest. It's amazing if you look at your finances, you can ask Jim O'Connor. You, he can tell you how much you're spending on Starbucks and how much you can save, okay? So, <laughs>
3: And just to add to what Rudy is saying, um, guys, I, I mean, whenever Lorena spends something, my fun, my my phone buzzes. It, it, it alerts me of of when she spends something. So sometimes I'm driving and it's just all day. So you know, just use your phone. If you don't trust your wife, trust your phone.
6: <laughs>
3: you know, this is something that I've heard
2: from just having different girlfriends and different circles. And I didn't realize, you know, we got married so young and we were Christians and we got married and we, yeah, the two became one. Anything that was his was mine. Anything that was mine was his. When it came to burdens he carried, I would carry them too. Like it wasn't your issues and my issues, your money and my money. Um, And then I realized that I had a few friends that they had their own bank accounts, like just in case because in their families, they had seen, you know, the husband step outside of the marriage. Um, He had been the provider. He was the only one, you know, she stayed home with the kids um, he had the college degree, he made the money, he had the business, and then their marriage split up, and he would leave her, and she would have to start from nothing with, you know, all of her kids, and so they were like, no, this is this is what we do in our family, like this is, he doesn't know about it, and this is my, like, just-in-case fund, and I remember just being like, so you're just planning to get a divorce, and could you could you, I don't know if there's one of you that want to speak into that, but... Like, I feel like maybe, you know, because we don't always talk about these things or there's things that just in life and relationships, we don't bring it up. Like, can we bring that up? Can we
4: go there? Sure. Yeah, I'd like to talk about this. So I believe, so during so much ministry throughout the years, um, those situations are for underlying issues. The issue is not the money and the issue is not the divorce. The issue is a heart issue. And so when we don't have the spiritual intimacy where we pray together, where we go to the Word together, where we have healthy couples around us that can speak into us, we don't, we get blindsided by those issues. And we can always have the just-in-case, you know, situations. But really, that speaks about an underlying issue. That's why it's so important to be transparent with our friends, transparent with our pastors, transparent with each other, as to, hey, I'm really fearful, like this is going on, I don't know, whenever you do this, when you say those things, it makes me feel. Guys, listen to your wives whenever we're like, hey, you're making me feel, like you're really making us feel. (laughs) Like, understand us, like listen to us and say, you know, why are you feeling that? I didn't say that, that's not what I mean, why? And pay attention, there are red flags that come up when there are issues in the heart that we vocalize in a subtle way. Because sometimes we ourselves don't know what that's called.
5: And I think that it's very important that both, you know, uh, the couple can have those conversations about, you know, what's important to you. What are the most important things about our marriage, about our lives to you, and and have that conversation because those things will come up. uh, Absolutely. So I think that, you know, the more intimate that you 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 are in your conversations, the greater your marriage will be. And I think uh, sometimes we try to ignore things, uh, but I think it's very important to to be totally transparent. Yeah,
6: and um, I was thinking right now when Rudy was talking that there was a time when every time we talked about finances, it was very uncomfortable. And so it was like a touchy subject with us and stuff. But you know what? It's worth it to go there. There's times when when, when there's like touchy subjects, sometimes couples just don't want to go there. They avoid it. And that doesn't help. It just prolongs whatever the problem is, the situation. And so we've had to like get really uncomfortable at times. But... But talk about the finances. Say where are we going? How much even now that we have that roadmap um, for our finances and we're planning for retirement and everything, there's times when like I'd rather save a little bit more and Rudy wants to spend a little bit more or spend more on vacations or whatever. And I'd rather invest or the other way around. Don't sometimes I'm spending (laughs) too much too. But um, but, you know, it's it's a little bit, it can be like a little bit uncomfortable to have those those uh, conversations, but it's so worth it. And I think we have to have that intimacy in all of the areas of our marriage. Yeah. Can I add something real sure. quick? So we
4: usually, if we had issues regarding, I mean, if we had an issue about anything, it would be about finance, talking about finances. So as long as things were getting done, it was kind of okay. But when we sat down and talked about it, it got tense, it got awkward, it got ugly, it got accusatory it got weird and so finally about five four five years ago we were like i was like you know what we are getting nowhere we need to find someone to talk to and i said i think we should go see pastor pam and he was like oh so you think i have demons (laughs) and i said well pastor mike connell said you cannot he said why don't we just get counseling i said because pastor mike connell said we don't counsel demons so we have to go get deliverance. And so we went to get deliverance and we thought.
3: Tell him what Pastor Pam.
4: Oh my gosh, no, I'm not going to do that. And so, no. And, and then Pastor Pam didn't even address the issue about our money situation or the tension between us. She addressed an issue. I had a brokenness from my childhood and, and his issues from his young life. So this is what I mean by underlying issues when conversations cannot happen in your budding heads and you can't land on the same place and you can't find common ground. There's underlying issues of trauma, of brokenness, of unforgiveness, of when we don't have trust, when we have trust issues, there's unforgiveness there. There's bitterness, resentment that has set in somewhere. And sometimes it's not even the wife or the husband's fault, it comes from our childhood. So pay attention to those things, if conversations become awkward around money, Dig. There's something there.
2: So good, you guys. Wow. I feel like to tie a bow on the bank account thing, the the what if, um, I feel like probably the takeaway for a lot of us is that we've gotten a lot of marriage advice that is actually just advice from the world and there's no power, there's no stability to build on that, but there's like a way that the world does things, and then there's a way that is biblical wisdom. This is how we do it in the kingdom, and I think we get saved. We come in with all this stuff, all this stuff from our childhood, and it's in the house of God that we learn this is like the foundation we can build a good marriage on that no matter what comes our way, it is going to stand. That's what the word of God says. We build on the rock. No matter what storm comes our way, we're going to weather that storm, so that's why we need each other, connect groups, men's and women's prayer, all the things, so we can learn, like, what is the kingdom way to do marriage?
1: So good. And, um, you know, I'm thinking a lot of men want physical intimacy. But not realizing that to experience profound, rich, physical intimacy, you also have to have spiritual intimacy, emotional intimacy, and financial intimacy. Have that unity to experience that. So, And, and also, um, when, when you uh, talked about uh, um, boundaries, I remember early on, it was, we'd been married for like a few months, and my mom, my mom's the most amazing mom in the world, and I think she was trying to give us, she's an angel, really, but she was trying to give us some advice, and she said something like, oh, and tell Natalie, da-da-da-da-da, and I remember, I think it was the Holy Spirit, because I said, I just stopped, I said, Mom, now I'm married, and she's my wife and she's my number one, and I love her, and we're going to build a life together. And I just set the boundaries. Like, I don't want to hear that. I remember this. has been married for, like, a few months, and I can tell you how many issues have we had with my mom ever since we've been married. Zero. She just respects and, like, understands, because when you set boundaries, it's like if if you tell someone no, you get to see really what's on the other side. Do they love you or do they respect you? And if they love you, they'll respect the boundaries that you set, even with your in-laws. So...
2: How many issues have we had with my mom?
1: <laughs> uh, no, I, I've, I've had to set boundaries too and it didn't go so well all the time. But, uh, but you know, man, I want to say just be full of courage and set boundaries even with your in-laws with your, uh, and with your mom and your dad. And, but um, anyways, I, I want to talk about real quick about parenting. I've heard a lot that um, it's, it's like a, a, a prevalent issue where the husband wants to be you know, strong with the children and bring the discipline. And sometimes the wife will step in and say, oh, no, 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 don't be mean. Or, oh, no, 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 no! I got it, you know, I got it, mijo, or whatever. So how did you guys, how did you guys do parenting? For us, we always showed a strong front. Yeah. And we are one. And we're a team. Like, they can manipulate us. If I'm strong and I come down with the hammer, Natalie's like, you deserve it, you know, and, and we go back and forth, but how did you guys, what has worked for you guys?
3: Well, for us, um, like we said, I'm always working, so I work long hours, and in our house, it's a little bit different. Uh, Lorena has a hammer, and I'm the nice guy at the house, because, you know, I'm working all day, so I want to get home, and I don't want to get home just screaming at the kids, you know? So I want to get there, talk with them, just love on them, and to ask how, how school was but I'll let Lorena answer because she does homeschooling and she has a lot to say.
4: (laughs) So I'm the one who gives it to them. He's good dad and I can look like bad mom, but I think I'm an amazing mom, honestly. I don't care what you guys say. Um, That's why you're amazing. So, I think we do, We since he is away a lot, but I always kind of keep him in the loop, like, hey, they did this, they did that. Hey, I got mad at her. Hey, he, did, he disrespected me, like, all of this. He always kind of knows what happens, and he would try his best to come home at night and talk to whoever was at fault and be like, hey, what happened to mom, or hey, what'd you do today, or hey, I heard. Um, what we had to do recently with the kids, because everybody has, you know, their friends, and they want to go somewhere, and they want to go eat with their friends, and they want to go get a ride with their, you know, whatever. And I had put a couple of kids on restriction, like, no, you didn't do this, you didn't finish your work, whatever. And don't ask me to go anywhere. Like, I'm, you know, I'm super like, I'm cold about it. And so um, you're not going anywhere, you know, whatever. And then he would say, they would go to dad at church. Dad, can I go get lunch with my friends? Yes, mommy, yes.
3: I'm always a yes,
5: dad.
4: Yes, yes, see mommy, go. Or the boys, hey, Dad, can we go to Rivers' house? Can we go? Sure. And then I'm like, all right, let's go. We talked to 75 people after the service. And then we go to the car. We're like, hey, where are the kids? Oh, they went with their friends. <laughs> what, what friends? They're on restriction. And I'll go pick them up. I'll be like, you, you, you knew, so let's go home. But... But
1: um, That's good parenting. So
4: we had an agreement of, listen, when, it talks, when it's about giving permission, let's, let's me give the permission. And I had the kids at home and said, don't ask dad for permission because he will always say yes. And he doesn't know what's going on always because he's gone. And I haven't had a chance to tell him right. how you messed up. So <laughs> we, had a, we had an agreement with that. Yeah. And so that just kind of had to be with five kids in all different ages. Like it's hard to keep up. So we kind of left it to me. Does that answer the question, Ken? Kind
5: of? Thank you. For us, you know, my my dad was zero tolerance. So you know, coming from a Hispanic family, you don't even argue with your dad, right? So you know, they were very. They both had a you know, very upfront and and uh, and you know, I think my grandfather was extremely strict. My dad was super strict, and I was strict. <laughs> okay, I toned it down a little bit, but we both were in agreement. And, and when the kids are little, you know, you have to be, you have to teach them. You have to be strict. They gotta know between right and wrong. They gotta know. You only have a, a, a few years to show them to respect authority. And I think it's very important that you guys that have young kids that you're very very strict. I mean, you know, grace and love. But but when when they get of hand, uh, let them know. No, make it clear. And the other thing is that. For us, you know, that we're older, you know, when kids gr- go, get to a teenage years and then early adulthood, we had different situations that happened and with each one of the kids. And, and we had a, a Christian marriage counselor and that we went to not only even for the parenting, but we're on this specific topic. Uh, we went and asked, you know, asked him to give us advice, and we had sessions with our kids, and, and, and we, we, went, we wanted to be proactive, wanted to do something about it. And sometimes there's difficult situations that you'll face and you need somebody to help you. And one of the greatest things is that in connect groups, you're gonna get a lot of wisdom. And in our community, you know, in our community, you can get a lot of wisdom. And 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 that would be sufficient for for a lot of the things that you're facing. But there's some that you really need professional help, and we sought professional help because we needed it then. We didn't know what to do at certain moments.
3: Can I add something? It's simple, short, but good. Hopefully you guys don't forget. When your kids are little, you, you, you know, it might be a lot of work. You might be busy, and it's, you know, it's, 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 sometimes it's frustrating. It's a lot of work. But if you don't pay the price when they're little, you're going to pay the price when they're older. Wow,
1: that's wisdom right there. Thank you for sharing that. Well, we'll close the loop on the parenting, but it's important to say uh, let's be released to be in agreement even in our disciplining and our parenting. You heard uh, Adrian is gone all day because of work, but he still comes home and he talks to the children. Um, I know I always love the role of disciplining and speaking to their lives, and she does too. So let's not leave it. Husbands, don't leave it up to your wives only to be the disciplinary mom, or wives, don't leave it up to the husband. Let's do it together, amen? Share the load. Um, Okay, let's get down to the nitty-gritty. Are you guys ready? Um, How do you guys resolve conflict? Because that's something that we experience all the time. It's like every day, you know, you disagree, especially if you have a strong wife and you have a, you know, a strong, we're both firstborn. Like we always have an idea, but if you guys can speak into how, how do you guys resolve conflict? And Lord, if you can touch on, I know you guys have a thing of the Lord would never. So can you talk about that for a little bit? Oh, that was
4: funny. Okay. So it's shifted and changed over the years. We've been together since we were 16, so... There's been a lot of girls and a lot of maturing together. Um, having one kid, two kids, five kids, it shifts. It's never going to be one way. Um, what we always agreed on is don't fight in front of the kids. Um, maybe they can, feel, they can definitely feel the atmosphere. They can see it on my face. They know when something's tense, but we won't lash out at each other uh, in front of them. Um, One thing that I was sharing with pastors uh, Marco and Natalie was that when things get heated, when things become uncomfortable and just very confronting and very, like, we don't tend to be aggressive at all in it. But, you know, there's times that we just do not agree and we're just like, no, this, you know, his side, my side. Um, There's times when we can tell things to each other and out of anger, out of, you know, just standing your ground and no and throwing it back at her or at him. And one thing we learned recently that dissipates it like this is the Lord would not say that to me. And walk away.
3: I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I
4: repent. Yeah. I don't receive your words. Those are not words that the Lord would speak to me.
3: So then I add, thus says the Lord.
2: Since we heard that earlier today, we had a situation and Marco goes, the Lord would never.
4: And I was like, why did you teach him this? Yeah, that dissipates it right away because we come to a point and a maturity in our marriage, which we should, guys. You're married over 15, 20 years. You should be a little mature. We shouldn't be dealing with petty things anymore, like honestly. Honestly. Like we should not. And I hope you have friends that can call you out on it. Come on. So, really. the thing is, let me just finish real quick. Um, the thing is, we we have to be able to know, like, when to stop. Like, the going on and on and on. Like, honestly, he's very, very short. Like, he's, he's, he won't take a lot from me. If I know that he's already at that place, I know I can't say anymore. And not because, uh, you know, aggression or... I just know he's shut me out and there's nothing's going to work. So use wisdom yes. use wisdom you guys we have the holy spirit oh, really? we can pray into the situation we can release it we can wait we can talk to someone else and don't go talk 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 to everyone let's take these issues to the cross and crucify them Brilliant. honestly the over and over the repetitive patterns should not be happening anymore wow. they should not we have a strong community we should you all should be in a connect group <laughs> we have prayer On Tuesdays, where you can pray for your situation and your friends would be there and say, Hey, speak into it. Hey, this is what I did. Hey, let me pray for you now. You know what I mean? Let me have my husband come over and we'll all talk to each other. Don't let it drag on. You guys, that's dumb.
1: Brilliant. Thank you for sharing that. Earlier today, you know, we're in a meeting and I got distracted, so I'd gotten my phone and and Natalie goes, if, if you're going to do that during a meeting, why even come? And I said, um, the way you just talked to me, the Lord would never.
5: <laughs>
1: and it worked. She's like, okay.
2: <laughs> the Lord would never be on his phone during that meeting. Either.
1: <laughs> of course. Wives always have a good comeback. But hey, Rudy and Gladys, you guys have something to add? Because I want to add you something specific. So, But if you have something, go first. Uh,
6: the only thing I would say is that... Um, what has worked for Rudy and I is that we don't stay mad at each other very long. We don't stop speaking to each other. Um, yeah, because, you know, there's couples. My parents, they would not speak to each other for weeks. Um, and so I knew that I never wanted to do that. So we tried to, you know, I mean, all couples fight. All couples have disagreements. But one thing that we've learned is to get over it quickly. We know that we want to forgive quickly. Um, just recently we had um, something that we didn't agree on, and we probably still don't agree on it. <laughs> but um, but it wasn't like, okay, you know, he has... he. Um, looks at it a, cer- a certain way. I have my way that I see it. Um, but it's okay. We don't have to see. I d- yeah, it's okay to disagree. But we can respect each other. We don't have to. I don't have to prove that I'm right. He doesn't have to prove that he's right. Um, and we just let go of things. We
5: She'll come around.
6: <laughs> I usually do.
1: Hey, well, I want to ask Pastor Rudy. This is personal counseling, actually. For a friend. But, you know, uh, Gladys would never, by the way, just like the Lord would never, Gladys would never. She's an angel, a saint. But for the rest of us, you know, I, I'm not here, actually, outside, that go to other churches. Come on. Um, you know, what if, if your wife, for whatever reason, you know, starts, stops participating in being a little reasonable, okay? And, <laughs> you know, she decides, she decides to get, you know, I'm going to go a little bit on the unreasonable. And, and
2: like, you know, when Pastor Leanne says all women are at least 10 percent psycho. So when you go from like 10 to 11.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. She taps a little bit into that area. Um, what? What? <laughs> What goes through your mind? How do you calm yourself? Like, how do you not let your heart beats? No, this is for Pastor Rudy. Your heart beats start, you know, going fast and blood boiling and get really angry. How, what do you do? How do you deal with that?
5: Oh, you know, I know the way she, you know, the reactions and all that. So, I'm, I just, the least, I think, this is a good advice for all the men. Think before you speak. Okay. And just wait until, until things are calm, a little bit more calm, and then tell her, you know, I tell her, I think you're wrong in this area. And, and if it's something that, that I feel that she's wrong. But I let, you know, the dust settle a little bit. So do you, like,
1: stop the conversation and say, hey, let's come yeah, back let's, let's, later? Let's, or? Talk,
5: let's, let's talk about it later uh, when, think, when you're more calm. Because sometimes, you know, you know in, in the heat of the moment, how do you think I lost my hair?
6: but you know what this is (laughs) this is really important we learned learned. but this is really important and I would say this to the husbands there have been times when I've overreacted when I've been angry and just like um, you know had not a a good reaction I'd say Um, and I have really appreciated when Rudy won't tolerate it he's like shuts it down he's like no that's not going to happen. Like, I know that, like, okay, that's it. Like, I need to, I need to be quiet. And, um, and I really respect that about him. I would hate to have a husband that would let me go on and be crazy. And no, he, doesn't, he doesn't let me go there. And if I do, he's, he shuts it down quickly. And I really respect that. Um, so, so Gladys,
1: you're 5%, not 10%.
6: I'm 10%. But, but um, yeah, but he, he'll, you know, he's, I, I really, really admire that about, about Rudy, that um, he doesn't let me get away with it. He'll call me out. He'll, he'll stop it. And so I'm like, okay.
5: That's so good. One time, you know, she was upset. This is a funny story. I have to share it real quick. One time she was upset, and we were coming in the car, and my, my kids were with me, and all of a sudden, and she was wrong, by the way. And my kids were in the car, and she's, you know, she looks at me and says, well, I, deserve, I think I deserve an apology. And we just started laughing, all of us in the car. Oh, my goodness. And it was another 20 minutes I had to wait before to talk to her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's so good. That
6: was not a good day.
1: Oh, that's brilliant. Well, hey, uh, you know, I think, I think for the, you know, that's really helpful. Thank you for sharing that. I know for me, for example, if, if, and I've noticed this, and, you know, you can call it spiritual, call it whatever you want. But if I'm not in the word of God, if I'm not praying, I realize I'm more irritable, I'm more snappy, I'm more edgy, I'm not in the spirit. And, uh, but if I am, I'm a lot more patient because that's when you begin to walk in the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, patience. So I want to, you know, speaking to the men, that it's our job to lead our wives and lead our families Go into the word of God, spend time with the Lord in prayer, come to men's prayer on Tuesdays and you, you tap into being in the spirit so you can handle everything with wisdom, with faith. So, um, well, yeah, Please.
4: I want to add something to that because we were talking about this on the phone a little bit, or was it with you? I don't know. But we were saying how um, we pray for people most week, uh, a couple times a week, and we pray together before we pray for the person or the, you know, situation. And that kind of keeps us in line, you know. It just by default keeps you in line because you you're constantly seeking the word, praying together, getting, you know, atmospheres prepared for the Holy Spirit to come and heal and deliver. But don't think that you have to be a deliverance minister or a leader or a pastor to be creating those atmospheres. Our first ministry is our home. So men and women, we should be creating that atmosphere together to be able to pray together, to be able to set an atmosphere in our home, to be able to pray with our kids, not only for them, but with them if necessary. Um, So don't leave it to like, oh, because they're leaders, they're pastors, they're this. No, we are all sons and daughters And we all have a responsibility to spend time with our father, to not be snappy and not be short with our spouse.
2: And just a, like, we're going to wrap, but um, a little word of advice, something that a counselor actually told me when I was going through a really difficult season is that if it's hysterical, it's historical. And so if there is a moment in your relationship where something comes up and it's like a severe overreaction, it's a, a moment a lot of us, I feel like maybe more so for the women, but men too, and we just express it differently. If it's a hysterical reaction, it usually points to something in your history. It's not usually about that one little thing or that one little disagreement, but it's the straw that broke the camel's back and it triggered something. And so we've started to ask each other rather than like, whoa, that was, like, too much. Or, like, what is wrong with you? You know, like, this is crazy. Like, okay, I can tell there's something else going on here. So, like, let's try to have that conversation. And so that kind of diffuses the moment to realize it's not about you. It's not even about me. It's something else we're going through. Um, And then the Holy Spirit will
1: help you unpack that. So good. Hey, if we can get along, you can get along, okay? You got two strong people here. But, hey, can we please give it up for our incredible panel pastors rudy and gladys and adrian and Lore. come on give it up thank you guys we could stay here for an hour but you guys were incredible thank you so much you guys and for the rest of us uh we can all stand we're just gonna pray and wrap the night i i love don't you love panels was this helpful did you find anything did you take one nugget home say you know what i'm gonna apply that i'm gonna take it home i know for me i i i took some advice from that okay great but hey if we can you know if you are if if you're married and you're here together with your spouse why don't you hold her hand or his hand but if you're not you can stretch out your hands like that and just know that the holy spirit is here to hold your hand and just know that that god wants to give you the desires of his heart you are believing for a spouse we're going to believe with you come on god is a god of abundance let me say it again god is a god of abundance He's not in shortage of spouses, of husbands and wives. If you're believing for a wife, you're believing for a husband, God is the God of abundance. And he has waiting, one waiting for you. So why don't you pray for us, babe?
2: Thank you, Holy Spirit. God, I thank you that you're here tonight. God, you're here with us. Just like we said, when we gather together in your name, God, you are in our midst. And so God, I just thank you for every marriage. God, I thank you for the power that is wrapped up in this union between two people becoming one. God, I thank you that you are taking us to new levels. God, that you are maturing us. Just like um, Lorena said, like we need to stop it. That's dumb. We're going to move forward. We're meant to mature. We're meant to progress. We're meant to become more and more like you, God. So, Lord, I just thank you that you have pulled back the curtain on some things in our relationships, God, and we have work to do. But, God, I thank you that your word says you help us in our weaknesses. Where we are weak, you are strong. And so, Holy Spirit, I thank you. You are going to walk us through this. I see the Spirit of God holding us by the hand, walking us through difficult seasons, difficult circumstances, out of places of immaturity, into maturity, into all of the amazing things that he has planned for us. God, we declare a blessing on every marriage in the house. God, a blessing on every miracle marriage in motion. God, that you are doing what only you can do. And so, God, we say yes and amen to incredible marriages, the power of agreement tonight in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen, amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen.